This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. How you doing, host Jason Glick? I'm doing good, John. Yourself? Oh, just enjoying the top-down view of 2015 and seeing what else the year has in store for me. You know, work, whatever, you know. <laughs> but then we have this little podcast here and that a lot of people enjoy. So... <laughs> Indeed. So, I mean, it's like, but, you know, as far as, like, you know, look, turn at the top of the year, it's like, I'm actually going back a couple of years in order for this for this podcast. And what do you have on tap for us tonight, sir? Okay, I have a series that that um, that's, that um, came out several years back through Vertigo. Now, long-time readers know it's like, I, I like Vertigo. Um, they've been releasing some of, my, some of my absolute favorite series of all time with um, Preacher, Sandman, Transmetropolitan. And um, even though it's like, it's... It's gone through a lot of changes in terms of like you know the, people, the creators who inhabit it, as well as some behind the scenes stuff as far as like you know, how the contracts are managed in terms to actual creator ownership for these titles. But the series, the the imprint still manages to crank out a number of number of titles that all that you know get my attention. It's like and get and at least and um they get have grab and um cause me to like you know follow them. <laughs> it's like. Like over over a period of time, I mean, that's really an awkward way of saying things. But anyway, there's some titles like you know I'll I'll buy as soon as the cheaper back comes out. Other times, like you know, th- they'll they'll just wait until I see them in the uh, half off ends at Comic Con. One of these titles that basically um started that way is a series called Sweet Tooth from Jeff Lemire. Now uh, Lemire has um it's gone on over the last couple of years at DC to become one of its um go to writers. For certain, for certain titles. I mean, he, when the New Fifty Two started, um, he uh, it's like Lemire wound up um, like um, kicking things off with with his run on Animal Man, which I at first I thought it was really entertaining, but at the same time, I, as it went on, it became really it's like really uneven, and you know, it, was, it was I don't regret the time spent spent with it, but at the same time, if I had never gotten around to reading it, you know, I'm not sure if I would have missed anything. But even then, like he's also gone. He's so gone on to um, fill-in jobs, or at least notable runs with um, Justice League Dark and um, Green. It's like in Green Arrow. It's like and it's like and he's basically kind of become DC's go-to writer for um, trying to. Hey, we need a writer, a writer of quality in order to get this series going. And he's currently writing. Um, what's it? The the Distaff Justice League um, um, title out of Canada right now. So, but at the same time, he he also. Um, He's also put out a number of. Um, cre- He's also been um, bouncing his um, superhero stuff with creator-owned stuff through DC's Vertigo imprint, and also he's doing some. He'll be he, he's do- he's going to be doing some stuff through Image as well with his um, forthcoming series with um, Dustin Nguyen and the uh, and the graphic novel After Death with um, Scott Snyder due out later this year. Sweet Tooth, however, is his um, like apparently is his longest um, creator. Creator on series, it's like, and the one that seems to be his um, defining work work right now. It's a story of a uh, of a kid named Gus, who um is who is a human hybrid. He is basically um part human, part deer, and he's living in it's like in a world that was decimated by by a plague several years back. In fact, um, like the um at, after this plague plague happened, um no no regular human children were born. After that time, the only kids, children that were born after that time were human hybrids like Gus. Now, it's like he's now up, now up until now, Gus has been living with his dad on this um, Nebraska um, 
think on this Nebraska Preserve. It's like just just a place that you know, like he that it's like they 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 live out their days and um and his dad, who's a very very devoutly religious type, um, has basically told his son, you know, don't ever leave these woods because it's filled, the world outside is filled with sinners and men who do evil and it's like and such and you know and Gus Gus hears this until he, he um. And even after his dad dies, um, Gus keeps adhere, adhering to this, it's like this, this the rule that his late dad laid down for him, until one day when some, when some, when some, see when some scavengers show up and they try, they're trying to figure out just you know what do we, what do we do with this um like weird deer, it's like um antlered kid, and um, before they can try anything, they're both shot dead by an even meaner man, like old old guy, gray gray hair, built like. A, Built like a truck named Jeopard. Jeopard, um, it's like decides to, it's like winds up um, befriending the kid because turns out that he's got that um, Gus, like the title says, has a real sweet tooth, and Jeopard is able to um, win him over with some with some candy. It's like and also just the fact that yo know, he's another person who um, out there. I mean, someone who also saved his life. So you know, rather than just be alone, um, Gus decides to go and follow. Let's go. Goes follow Jeopard like down it's like down the road. <sighs> Unfortunately, it's like um Jeopard's intentions and in, um bring and luring out Gus aren't let's see aren't all it's like aren't on the up and up as there's also a um group known as the militia run by a man named Abbott um who are also looking for these see for these uh, high, hybrids and try, and still trying to find ways to uh like to solve solve the mystery of this plague now. At its core, um, Sweet Tooth is a um, very fam- it's like takes a lot of very familiar elements. We've got the whole post-apocalyptic setting. You know, mankind is you know run run down. We've just like given over given over its basis, basis its baser instincts and its, it's like the few pockets of civilization that that are left. Let's see, and um, and you also got the whole um, like you know old like older um it's like older wiser more grizzled um. Like person who has learned not to care about anyone, who is whose heart is slowly, um, uh, who is slowly uh, melted again by the, by the impre- by the entrance of this um, new by this new character. So it's, it's I mean it's like it's a very familiar, very familiar story. I mean the whole the uh, relationship between uh, Jeopard and Gus, but to Lemire's credit, uh, he makes it work. He gives us enough backstory um, regarding Jeopard's history and his, that of his, that of his wife. And um, how their relationship together, as well as his, you know his hockey career, believe it or not, and shows you just just how Jeopard became man. It's like the man he was, and that he's even though he his his um, basic character description is a cliche. Jeopard has given enough depth over the course of the, the course of the series to um to evolve beyond that. It's like that simple description. Gus also um, it's like also similarly evolved as well. I mean, he's shown to be like an in. Like a true innocent, someone who is, you know, just, just you know, not right. At like, um, at first, I you know, not not capable of protecting himself, or even like you know, harming a fly. But that changes as he learns about the the world and you know what it takes in order to um, protect um, people that he that he cares about. So I mean, you've got this, you got this this relationship at its at Sweet Tooth's core, and that's and it's a very successful one. And you also got you know interesting. Like several interesting sub characters, such as Sign, the scientist, chief scientist of the militia, who, who starts out as someone who's, who's like, 
thought it was like truly rational in his beliefs, but then slowly um starts to uh starts to accept more that it starts to um believe that maybe his his role in this is more religious than anything else after he finds um the, the writings that Gus Gus's father left behind and the uh it's like and these them to be some sort of weird um like writing like some weird prophetic writings. It's like Abbott um is a it's a brutal, mean man and um he remains that way through a lot of this a lot of the run until um you get the uh we get an we get an issue later on that late in the series run comes in, comes in the comes in part way halfway through the final volume, volume six, that um shows you just you know, hey, it's like he for him, like all this stuff was done out of it's like out of necessity more than anything else. And that just it's like and his brutality just basically um just kept um just kept driving him more more than anything else. So like, I mean, like the character, um, Lemire does a good job with it's like with the characters, it's like and it's like and the setting, um, developing it, and also just, you know throwing in like fun little twists along the way. I mean, some of them are more successful than others. Like when they encounter the, um, it's like the guy who was running the, like who was running the dam, and um, you know, Jeopard is just kind of like, so goddamn sure that this guy is just you know not on the up and up. And um, at the same time, though, it's like he's kind of also acting as kind of like a reader surrogate for, like, for these concerns. But at the same time, though, he, the rest of the supporting cast goes, "Hey, you know, we're tired. We want to, it's like, we want to rest, and we're going to. This is where we're going to stop." But you know, hey, you know, these things kind of happen, and things play out. Do kind of play out to reader expectations as far as like you know who the bad guy is in this scenario. But as far as who actually winds up saving the day, that's. A little more unexpected. Also fun is just one little bit where um, Jeffrey is t- at one point Jeffrey is taking captured. gets captured by a guy named um, who's nicknamed the Fat Man, and um, who's and the guy is just you know so sure that he knows um, Jeffrey from somewhere, and he's and he's just convinced that you know Jeffrey's a bad guy until he finds out just why he knows Jeffrey from somewhere, and it's like fun. And it's actually a great goofy twist right right there. Also worth noting is the fact that. Um, this is a story about. I mean, this, there's the whole mystery of just why the plague um, started, and it's it's like, and um, you know, probably it, I'm sure the overall story benefits from the fact that it was just the work of one of one guy, and um, you know, all the story, like what, like the reasoning, reasons behind, and mysteries behind the uh, plague are actually you know pretty well explained and handled by it's like by Lemire, and it's like over the course of the course of the series, I mean. Rereading it, it actually holds up incredibly well, and he's also and he manages to do a decent amount of foreshadowing for um like for certain events as the series it's like as the series goes on. So like, by the time by the time you get to the end, it's like it's actually um it's like you're it's like I and you'll probably be impressed by just how see by how well he manages to tie every tie everything together. It's like I it's like I enjoy it. I mean, yeah, it's like it does kind of. Lemire's worldview in the end kind of tends towards more the oh humans. It's like humans. He mentioned like to avoid like the whole you know, humans are bad. It's like we they brought this upon themselves. Um, with the uh, with the final issue, which is a great final issue in the sense that it just that it managed to um, wrap up a whole lot of um, threads in a um, very very efficient manner. But it's like. It's like it does. It does trade in a lot of the whole, like you know, hey, like, like you know, 
we need like, we need to come back to nature so I can some sort of balance with the land instead of exploiting it. So if you're if any kind of like you know hippie tree hugger feelings, if you if you abhor hippie tree hugger um, sentiments, then yeah, you're gonna have an issue with um with how the series wraps up. It's like I'm not entirely opposed to them, so I was just kind of able to accept it as you know Lemire's particular worldview more than anything else. What I can see people having more of an issue with is Lemire's style as an artist. Um, he's it's he's got a very distinct style. It is also uh kind of ugly really i mean his characters do kind of like seem as weird um misshapen forms it's like like as a start and it's kind of like yeah it's like it's if you can accept you know the way they look i mean you can look at the uh you can look at the covers it's like i just flip through the volume to see if what, what you like but yeah it's his his style is just really is isn't really appealing i mean it's it's expressive but um, it's but it's not something that you know that basically goes hey you know this is something that um like that um you're really going to want to read just looking just looking at his style from because thing is though it's like um Lemire does it's like is one it does have a very um experimental style and he's willing to um play around with how with how the with, with how a narrative should play out and like in in comics in comics form just from from his panel from his panel arrangements to the um. To certain double page spreads to how to um to setting up um two different narrative tracks like one um it's like in certain parts where um where the scientist's sign is narrating you know his findings while in one in a in a thread going 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 below the uh, narrative while another it's like while while another um ser- while another sequence plays out wordlessly it's like above it i mean stuff like that's like like really, it's like really cool to see. At, as are things like you know, um, Jeopard, you know, driving a car and just it's like his, and his um, figure being blurred as he um, pour, pours all of his feeling into getting getting to where he's going to save Gus, or just even more simple things like seeing like the characters um, light a match to um, like to set a fuse that burns all around the page and then blows up on this on the second. I mean, it's like the stu- the the experimentation that he does um, that. That Lemire pulls off with the course of his run, it keeps things visual interesting, visually interesting. Even if like, if you don't um, like his style, um, I will say that um, Lemire does do the majority of the uh, of the art in this series. With um, one one issue um, featuring um, contribution from a couple different artists as um, some characters' pasts are fleshed out, and also there's an extended um, three issue um, story by. That features art from Mind Management's Matt Kint. Um, that's actually um, kind of interesting in the sense that it's one of those um, stories that you know turns out to be complete. That seems to be completely divorced from the uh, main story at first, until um, until it's revealed that a that it's just, that this this little digression basically explains everything at the end. It's also worth noting that you know while I talked about you know like Lemire's experimental style. Um, and and also like for someone like Kent, who also does a lot of experimenting in his own series, this ser- these three issues are actually just really conventional in terms of how they pull out. Just standard, you know, panel, 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 panel. It's like oh, like over the course of the three issues, three issue run. It's kind of thing, like they're like the whole ex- like thirst for experimenting. They decided to like put it on the back on the back burner to uh, just simply tell the story without you know just 
uh, I guess it's stepping on each other's toes in terms of you know, like, hey, how are we gonna? It's like, how are we gonna arrange these pounces to make them like, as as crazy and as visually inventive as possible? So it's it's funny to see how that turns out. I mean, ultimately, Sweet Tooth is made up of a lot of familiar elements, but in but in the end, it's like it's like there's enough depth, it's like depth to their like to their execution. It's like and and inventiveness in like in the visuals to a like to war, see to make them to make it worthwhile. I thought it's like I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, I admit mean, it's kind of it's yeah, it's kind of familiar, but for what it is, it's pretty it's pretty well done. It's like I it's like I recommend it. It's like I recommend it if you're looking for some, it, it's the good it's the good kind of different. That's that's what I can say about say about it in the end. Okay, John, say any thoughts on your end from this? Um, I haven't actually had a chance to look while you were talking, um, <clears throat> but it is intriguing sounding. And, you know, that's one of those genres that I kind of like is the whole post-apocalyptic thing. But, um, you know, um, did you say he was part deer? Yeah, part deer. I mean, like, there's there's several different hybrids in human human animal hybrids. Um, in the uh, like in the series, I mean, there's a there's a the the, uh, the kid there's a human there's a human gr- there's a there's a girl there's a girl pig there's a wood human like boy woodchuck like a boy it's like a boy dog as well Se- several several human um, human do- uh, dog hybrids as well I mean it's the explanation isn't really scientific but it's but the whole um, transition from science to um, religion like to I guess you'd say fantasy is actually kind of interesting to, to observe, especially through the uh, through the character of Sign, since he basically kind of. So if you're expecting this to be like you know straight up science fiction, um, following his character character growth is actually kind of inter- interesting to, to observe. It's like yeah, in terms of like how the uh, the whole in terms in terms of the whole the story genre goes. Hmm. Interesting. So you know, and I find that to be interesting because usually. In stories like this, it's the it's the fascists that that wind up coming against you know the mutants, if it were, <laughs> you know. The, well, I mean, the, that, that that does happen with I mean that the most. But the thing is, like though, it's like it's it's just these uh, these kids who are being protected by those more capable capable um, of protecting them. But then, like you know, I guess uh, I guess you say the fascist element, the uh, the militia led by Abbott. Mm. I mean, yeah, they, it's a, they're they're un- unambiguously the bad guys, even though they do. Abbott at least gets um, a decent amount of development towards the end. Hmm, interesting, but worth that sounds uh, very interesting and worth checking out. Yeah, indeed. It's like I mean, D- um, it's it's in six volumes so far, and um, DC. Even though, like as I've said, they've they love they love working with Kent over the over the years. Um, it's like they have yet to. Um, you know, reprint this in terms in any kind of like slim, any kind of like you know omnibus style format. Um, it is worth noting though that you know even though it's like I, uh, like I said, I, it took me years to read this, but um, it wasn't until say um, volume three, um, Animal Armies, that um, things re- when um, when Jeopard um, manages to get some people get get a get a group to storm help storm the uh, the militia stronghold, that um, I finally that I finally thought, hey, you know, I actually need to start actively collecting this hmm. so so it, you know, i had volume one a couple years back got volume two sometime later i got volume three last year at i believe at WonderCon. i found i found volumes four and five at this year's comic con and then volume six i ordered from amazon 
when they had their like uh, a Black Friday coupon for yeah, get get thirty thirty percent off a book. Hmm. Yeah, so that that's how that's how my collection of the series um turned turned out over like the last couple of years. Oh well, that's interesting. Okay, so um, do you know what you're going to be talking about next show? Uh, another series that um actually that actually um spent a little while um cl- collecting um X Men Legacy by by um Simon Spurrier. Oh well, that sounds interesting. Yet another um, is this an older series or a newer series? Uh, it's it's a newer series that I. I was honestly surprised it, it lasted as long and was good as it was. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right. Laters. All right. Bye.